Welcome to Just James's podcast. Scooby Doo Doo, Wobbly Wow, Billy Mariah, Wow, 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 with Thomas, definitely not Timothy. Yeah! Nailed it! Hello, everybody! Welcome back to Just James! It's your host, James! And Thomas is here, but. He is not in view today. I have, I live in a, a, a flat in uh, in London and um, my building is renovating at the moment. They're sort of touching up the outside of the building. They're making it glamour gorgeous and I assume it's probably because they're probably going to sell the building off. Um, but there is scaffolding all the way around, literally from the first floor to the fifth floor of my building around the entire, they've literally snaked around the whole building and then they're obviously doing some external work on the building. But what that means is there's workers that can literally just peep into my flat. And literally when I was sitting at my desk and looking across, because my my building is like a a U shape, uh, they started on the other end of the building and then they moved over and sort of started the scaffolding on my half. And I could see the workers literally like putting their like circles around their eyes and peeping into the flats across the way from me and I was like you know what firstly I don't want them to know what's in my house I'm sort of what I own and so like case the joint and secondly I'm a girl that lives here by myself so I don't want them to know I'm here by myself I don't want them to know I'm home alone what's in my house my you know my patterns my my hours that I'm home so I made the decision, I've closed all my curtains, and I've got blackout curtains, so you can't see through them. Uh, so I'm pretty much living in the dark at the moment. All my d- windows are locked, sealed, closed. But of course then, because all the blinds are closed for uh, you know extended period of time, and potentially probably two to three weeks, I've taken all my beautiful plants around my entire flat, and I've put them all on my windowsills, uh, so that at least they can get some sunshine. Because if they're just in the dark for three weeks, they're all going to you know they're all gonna die so my flat looks really bare without any plants in it it's quite strange to think that at some point in my life this is actually what my flat looked like with no plants but so now Thomas included is on the windowsill so he is here but he's just not here here if that makes sense I'm sure he's listening he's listening to the podcast I'm sure uh but yeah so that's going on so everything's closed up in my flat I feel really you know the weird thing is because all the like it feels like you know like on a Sunday when you don't want to see the world you can't be asked you keep all the windows closed blinds closed and you just have like a snuggly day in and you like watch movies and you climb into bed you walk around stark naked because there's no windows open that's just like kind of how it feels and my brain is struggling to like work because it's going oh it's a Sunday let's like let's not do it let's just lie down and watch uh you know series let's just do stuff so I'm struggling to force my brain to realize that it's actually a work day because normally I get up and I have this routine I get up I make my bed I open my blinds tidy up anything in my room move to the bathroom have a shower open up the blinds then I go through the kitchen, open up the blinds, I have a, make coffee, come through the living room, open up the blinds, you know, start my work day. That's like, it's a mental routine for me. 
So now that I'm not opening anything up and it's all like dark and closed, my brain goes, oh, it's not a work day. It's not, it's not, it's not a school day. It's not a work day. So I'm trying to like convince my brain that I can't finish work at three o'clock. I have to work till five. You own your own business. You have to work hard. So <laughs> I'm trying to convince myself to actually do some work, which is really, really funny. Uh, so yeah, that's my day. I feel like I went to Pilates this morning. I love my Pilates class. But I feel like this afternoon I'm just in a really bad mood. And I don't know why. Like there's no reason for it. I I think I was a bit hangry. And I had a little quiche Lorraine and a baby salad. And then I had some goldfish, which were my birthday present from my beautiful friend Michelle and Sean. By the way, it's Michelle's birthday today. Uh, when she listens to this tomorrow, which will be the day after her birthday. Happy birthday, Mish. Uh, I really hope you have an amazing birthday friend and I love you very much and I hope I hope you had a really 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 great day um sorry I've been a little bit quiet lately just have so much going on internally and externally and work-wise and just I'm kind of like I haven't really been on my phone it's just I'm trying to like honestly get through through a bit of things you know little little life things that come up um but yeah, I feel like I'm in a funk. I feel like I was hangry earlier and I just haven't like gotten past the feeling of being hangry today. And I, I mean, the last two, the, so the last two days, um, where we sun, where, where, um, what day is it? It's Tuesday. For me, it's Tuesday. Uh, so Monday night, Sunday night. So Sunday night, I hadn't really drunk enough water in the day. And at like six o'clock that night was like, dang it, I'm dying of thirst. I need water. And before I got into bed by like nine o'clock, I downed three beer glasses of water and still had a glass of water in bed. Worst mistake, because I literally kept waking up all night in bursting for the bathroom. Absolutely bursting. Yesterday, did I learn my fucking lesson? No, no, I fucking did not. Did the same bloody thing yesterday and again last night, woke up in the night, bursting for the loo, absolutely bursting. And I'm such a deep sleeper. So when I don't sleep well, I'm miserable. Like I'm not, I'm not a good, not a good not sleeper. Like I need my nine hours and like I can live my life very happily. I'm not normally, like I'm a bitchy little cow. I, I'm moody and I, I sort of have like fits of irritation, but then I get over it very quickly and I get on with things. But when I'm tired, I'm a little bitch. And I think that's exactly what's happened today is I'm overtired because I've woken up two nights in a row not sleeping well. So I think that's why I'm a little bit miserable. And maybe I just need like a kiss and a cuddle, you know. Sometimes you need a little bit of affection, get some oxytocin, the good feeling hormones. You know, that's always something that's going to make you feel good. If somebody just gives you a really good hug and, you know, if you're lucky enough to have somebody that can give you a hug and a kiss, then that's always great. So, you know, sometimes maybe you just need a little little squeeze, a little hug, even if it's from your best friend. And I always think that if you're not, if you're feeling grumpy and you're not feeling yourself, is talking about it. You know, I think if I talk about the way I feel, if I talk about things that are annoying me, then I get over myself a lot quicker you know, if, if you, especially if somebody's got a sense of humor and you phone them and be like, I'm in such a shitty mood and they just make you feel better about something, you know, saying hello to strangers, just sort of like re talking to people can help you feel better as well. And I mean, I'm so lucky. I'm so grateful for my amazing life. There's no reason for me to be miserable and unhappy. And I'm very fortunate that I don't have 
I don't suffer from depression. I don't really suffer from anxiety. I'm quite fortunate in that way. Um, and I, I'm grateful for it. You know, I've got to remind myself that sometimes I'm lucky and I should just get outside. I'm going to tell you why I can't go outside. I'm a hermit at the moment. Um, but I'll get into that just after this. So, but get the blood moving, breathe some fresh air. I went to the gym earlier. I put a, a pee cap on and a mask and I snuck off to the gym and I'll tell you why shortly um, to keep some suspension on this story. <laughs> but getting outside, get moving, get your heart rate going, get your blood pumping. Exercise will always be a really good thing. And, you know, sometimes just getting wet. I sometimes find just climbing in a shower or going and having like a nice little bubble bath Dunking your head under water, going for a swim or a shower, anything that just dunks you in water, I find can actually really help your heart and your brain. I think it's a really, really good thing to do. Um, and give yourself happiness, you know, detox from the digital, put on social media. I am the worst person at sitting and watching social media all, you know, for hours on end because it's just easy. I'm all by myself. But sometimes just actually like not reading the news or, just sort of detaching from that constant negativity is, is something a really, really good thing to do. Treat yourself, you know. Doing this in the morning isn't necessarily like the best thing to do every day. But every now and again, you may sort of need a reward, need a dopamine. You know, do something that's going to sort of like help your, your um, you know, happiness level. And create your mood. You know, another great way to set the tone for the day is to call, is to control your inputs. You know, turn off notifications. Go to your desk. Surround yourself with positivity. Make your, make your bed. Create a playlist of really lovely, happy songs for yourself. Anything that's going to give that dopamine switch. Anything that's going to make you sort of like change your mood. Uh, and try and go to bed calm. I'm, I'm not a good sleeper if I'm not calm. But... I, I'm trying to ban screen time in my bedroom, but it's really difficult because I like to fall asleep with the TV on. But, you know, if you can sort of shut yourself off, read a good book or sort of like, you know, turn off everything, no sugar off to bed, uh, you know, all of those sort of things, they, they help. And being kind. You know, if somebody's really nasty and mean to me on the phone, I had a lady that phoned earlier. She was so rude to me on the phone and I actually tried to help her. I actually said to her, I was like, you know that I'm trying to help you. Uh, she was lost. She was trying to find a clinic she was going to. And I was like, if you listen to me, I'm actually trying to help you. Um, and she got me really irritated because I was already irritated. Um, and then she was really short with me. And I mean, she had to say, fuck you. So I put the phone on on her because I'm not going to listen to somebody that's going to speak to me badly. I'm not going to. I don't care who you are. Um, and about 10 minutes later, she phoned me back and actually went, you know, Jamie, you were trying to help me and I do apologize. And I really appreciated her doing that. Um, you know, being like, you know what? I'm sorry, I was actually in the wrong. I was I was panicked because I was lost and I just, you know, I wasn't listening to what you were trying to say. And I appreciated the call very much. And the kindness of her making that second call was so appreciated. I really, I, it really actually like, it hit a good spot. You know, I was just like, yeah, actually, I was trying to do something good. You were being a bitch. Thank you for acknowledging that. And sometimes, you know, I need to do that myself and be like, I phoned my mom earlier to complain about something. And then I was a bit short with her. And then I was, I was irritated because she wasn't taking my side. So I went, oh, all right, bye. And I put the phone on on her because uh, I was irritated. She wasn't on my, on my team. But Maybe I should just phone her back and, um, you know, sort of sort of apologize for it as well. <laughs> and maybe just eating outside, you know, sometimes just 
grabbing your lunch, going and sitting outside on a hill or on the river or, you know, if you've got a quiet spot and just actually just getting a breath of fresh air, getting out of your office can always be a really good thing. And, you know, sometimes just remembering that our little dumb problems can be insignificant in the world and look up at the stars and embrace wide spaces, open your eyes and imagine you're in the middle of the ocean and just how like tiny we are in this big earth and that our little stresses can sometimes be insignificant. It can honestly sometimes make you feel better. Um, you know, I I try and like write down things sometimes that when I'm feeling irritated, write down why I'm cross, why I'm agitated, and then sort of like tear it up like in, in like really dramatic way. And then sometimes it just makes me feel better. <laughs> or like get creative, you know, paint or draw or scribble or you know, go, go into a pottery class or, you know, do something really fun. Sometimes that can really, really help. Um, and, you know, if you can just laugh, you know, try and find some happiness in the day. You know, sometimes we just forget that, like, we just don't need to be so serious. And I know that's so easy said and it's so much harder done. Um, but, you know, when you are in a bad mood and you're in that mindset, it can sometimes just, like, be really overwhelming so if we can sort of like try and change our mindset, sometimes it could be a really good thing. And like I did that at Pilates this morning. I really just, I really, part of me just didn't really want to go, kind of like happy to stay in. And I just felt so great after my class. I'd stretched out, I'd breathed, I'd thought about it. I felt amazing. So now I'll tell you why I can't leave the house. So my, I'm South African, as you guys know from my dodgy accent. I grew up literally living in the sunshine, outdoors, on the beach, and I am now in my 30s, and I have sun damage from years and years and years and years and years in the sun. And as I'm getting older, the sun damage is obviously quite apparent, and I can see it. It almost looks like acne scarring. Uh, throughout all the years, I've always squeezed on my pimples it's created a bit of like scarring on my cheeks from that and when I've got makeup on you'll never know but I do see the little scarring and so sort of the pigmentation on my cheeks and the brown spots on my cheeks and as I'm getting older you know I, I take very good very good care of my skin and I'm really conscious about caring for my skin now you know making sure I age slower making sure that I don't age gracefully and I've got absolutely no problems with fillers and Botox. I've done microneedling. I've done peels. I've done everything. I'm just, I have no issue with it at all. That's my personal opinion. And that's my personal preference. So I had a very fucking hectic treatment on Friday. So I had an IPL uh, laser, which um, I'm actually going to tell you now. I'm going to get it out. Because I think it's quite interesting. I just want to get the name of the thing that I had done. Hold on, I'm just looking for it quickly. I should have got this out um, before I started this part. So I'm just Googling it quickly. Give me a sec. Uh, da -da -da -da. Hold music. So I started off. I had a special narrow band cannula Nordile. And that's N-O-R-D-I-Y-S, I-P-L. So it's, it, looks like it's a, it looks like a diamond or crystal. It's like a little band. 
that they put like a gel on your face and then they like they put the they put it all the way along your face because basically from your jawline all the way to your forehead and every single time it goes down it like feels like you're being flicked with an elastic band it's really fucking sore like it's really sore um it's not the most comfortable treatment but it's quick the whole thing's done and dusted in like seven and a half minutes, 10 minutes max, I'm sure. It feels like it's a bit longer than that. And it like flicks you. And it's like a little, it's a sound and then it like a flick, like a feeling of a flick. And they do it even over your nose and around your mouth. And it's, it is uncomfortable having it done. It does hurt. But it's really quick and painless and you can, there's literally no downtime from it. So this one that I had done targets brown spots and photopigmentation and photo aging from the exposure to the sun. So it will slowly, you should, you should do this treatment sort of every two months, at least five, six times. And it will really help with like sun damage marks and that photopigmentation, that photo aging that's all caused from the sun. But what, so I did that, great treatment, very easy downtime, you can literally go home, your brown spots go browner for a couple of days, and then literally disappear, it's amazing. But I went one step further, and immediately after that, had um, numbing cream put over my entire face, and then they put like cling film over that so that it doesn't um, evaporate, and they leave it on, they literally leave you in a dark room for 20 minutes, they're like, enjoy, meditate, do what you want to do. So I just lay there because I can't meditate and try to read my phone. Couldn't, obviously, because I have so much bloody stuff on my face. And then they come back in and um, I did a Frax 1940 laser. I'm not going to lie to you. This is the most painful thing I've ever done in my whole life. It is like, it's a laser. It puts like these little spots it's like little like spots all over your skin. It goes through a couple of layers and it's for surface pigmentation and texture. It is intense. It The first go around was fine because I had the numbing cream, but they did it three times. And by the third time, I literally, I wanted to punch her in the face. It was so freaking sore, but it's so worth, like it's, um, you know, it's a short amount of pain for really long-term results. So once I'd done that, that was done and dusted. You have this freezing cold, uh, it looks like the end of a vacuum cleaner, but blowing out air and you, you, they put that in your hand and they're like, just keep blowing your face and you literally keep blowing your face in all the little places that are really hot and sore. So you've got control over that and you could just keep blowing this freezing cold air in your face. They put a blanket over you as well so you don't get cold and you just literally just um, like try and make yourself feel better as much as you can. It feels like, you know, when you get a burn, it's a bit like that, so it feels like a burn. Uh, and then they drew blood and put my blood in an IPRF and spun it all around and took out. So when they spin it around, at the end of it, you've got this like orange liquid that sits on the top of your blood, and that's all the plasma and like good, good things out of your blood that they then draw all that back out from the, they almost like scrape it off the top of your blood. And then all that plasma and all of those like good growing serums and hormones and all of that, they come out of your blood. They put straight back over your face again and let that soak in. And then you leave that on. Uh, they put a bit of Vaseline on your face as well. 
and then you get sent home and then they say if you've got like a pack of peas or something at home then just put it on but I find by the time I got home like because you've got Vaseline on your face if you put anything on it just feels like really like sticky I don't like the feeling of it so I didn't put anything on and I thought the quicker I just let it settle and not be hot the better so you sleep with it on I slept with a pillow uh a uh, uh, towel over my pillow and they gave me a, vi- um, a Valium during the treatment and a um, and a codeine uh, tablet so I was knocked out like I honestly I was so like I was floating I just felt like I was on a different planet I had, I had a bath but I didn't wash my face I left everything on um, and I thought if, I'd rather do that than have a shower and then obviously get get you know everything washed off my face and then I slept really well and then your downtime is six days so they say don't go to work don't leave the house just let your skin recover so any sunshine any like elements anything like that just stay out of it stay in the house so they advise you like don't go to work like you have to stay in if you have this treatment done so that's why I said when I went to Pilates, I had to put a baseball cap on and a mask so that I could protect my face. And I literally just had my little eyes peeping out on the way to Pilates. When I got there, I told everybody what I did because it looks like you've been like you've been skiing and you've got like a skier's um, tan. It's it's terrible. So um, yeah, that's that's the um, the downside of it, to be honest. So. Uh, yeah, so I've had that done. So I'm st- I'm at the peeling stage now. So my face, it it feels like like sandpaper on my face, and if you look at it closely, it's like tiny, tiny, tiny little brown dots everywhere, everywhere, and then it sort of like peels off like tiny little dots. So I keep getting like little flecks of skin on me, which is fine. It's fine. I can survive. I can do that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, my day five now and then day six you can just scrub and just get all that loose skin off and I must say it does look like glowy a little bit underneath it does look really good so far so I'm quite excited to see what it actually looks like when it's done and dusted so we'll see I mentioned in last week's podcast one of my lovely listeners a guy called John he has a really small business he's just starting out and he kept, because I talk about how that I've started my own business and I've opened my own company, he was like, but now as somebody that's small and new to this and trying really hard to build something up, how do I grow a small business? So I mentioned last week's podcast, I had a couple of questions from him. I really wanted to understand what he was looking for. And he just said, well, the best thing that for him is, is how to attract new customers. What is the best tried and tested ways to get new blood you know if you if you don't know what you're doing and you're trying to build business how do you do it so I said right I'll give 10 little tips and this is not the bible of sales this is not how every company is going to work every company's ethos is different everybody's idea is different this is just an idea that I use that I think is really useful and I'm sure every sales rep out there will have hundreds of ideas and hundreds of comments. And I've been in sales for 19 years. I do know what I'm talking about as well. Um, But we're all different. You know, I'm also millennial. You could, you know, Gen Zs are going to be different. You know, there's so many different, I can't think of the other genres. Uh, We all think differently. So this is just my thoughts. I always ask for referrals. You know, one of the best things 
about getting new customers is to get your current customers to refer their friends and family back onto you. They've tried your your company. They know what you're about. They will take charge of implementing, you know, word of mouth referrals. And you could even sort of do like incentives. I know there's there's a bit of a line in the UK where it could be bribery. So, you know, you have to be very careful what kind of incentives you're providing, especially because for me who works in medical, it's um, it can come off as bribery, especially with pharmaceutical companies in the past. There's there's a lot of rules and regulations when it comes to offering, you know, referral fees and things like that. But referrals is always a really, really good way. And also because they've dealt with your business, they're already going to answer questions that your, that your potential new customers are going to have. Networking is so important. You know, going to these stupid networking events and events related to your industry are so imperative to you building the right customer base. You know, this, if you're working in a specific industry, go onto their membership boards, websites, there'll always be events on there. Look on LinkedIn, find the events that the industry is doing, join Facebook groups, join Facebook um, networking events and things like that. It's, it's always a really good way to build relationships. And when you're in front of people as well, they'll get to know you. You know, people sell people. It's really important. Offer discounts and incentivize new customers as well. You know, do introductory offers. Um, you know, for example, if you had like a two-week course that you were offering or two weeks off the course you're offering or things like that, you know, but try and incentivize or redeem special offers that will target people to come back to you and recontact old customers. You know, sometimes old can be new again. Sometimes they've gone off, they've tried somebody else, they've completely forgotten about you. And then you sort of contact them and they go, oh, yeah, you were great. Why don't I come back to you? So I'd say if a customer hasn't contacted you or hasn't used you in like six months to a year and you've had no interaction or they haven't had a purchase from you, they're seen as like a dormant customer and offer them a special offer, you know, get get your social media guys to send a really nice MailChimp message out uh, and, you know, just get them to remember and win them back again. Sometimes improving your website, you know, have a look at what your website is actually offering because a lot of people look at your website for business. And if you have a really basic poor looking website with spelling mistakes on it and it doesn't make sense and it doesn't collect connect to anything and the content isn't up to date and relevant sometimes it'll put people off and I personally look at websites before I approach a company as well it's really important that I get the impression from a company's website to their services Um, and and partner with complementary businesses you know team up with a business with similar customer base that aren't direct competitors and strategize to target each other's customers. You can drive each other's new business. You can help each other build new companies. I often with other reps from different companies, we would, we'd go into meetings together. I would tag team the breast implants. They would tag team something else. And it's a really good way to sort of build a rapport. And also then they will start promoting your business when they're in meetings. You start promoting theirs when you're in meetings. It's a great way to, to incentivize and promote your experience. You know, generate interest in new customers, you know, publicize your experience in the industry. I already mentioned I have 19 years sales experience. It's a, it's a selling tool I use in my business because I'm not only a call answering business in my, in my job, but I sell your business while I'm answering the calls for you. It's a huge selling tool. I, my experience, my, um, you know, 
insight into into the customers and industry that I'm in is imperative for my customers because I'm bringing something to the table for them. And if you're helping educate and do workshops and impress customers with your with your expertise, it can also help you grow things. You can also online reviews is a huge advantage to your business. You know, do, do people these days, even on Amazon, before I buy anything on Amazon, I scroll down and have a look at the customer reviews. I wanted to buy soil the other day on Amazon because I couldn't be asked to go to B&Q and get soil. So I, um, I went to, I went onto Amazon and the first three reviews all said that there were worms in the soil. I immediately didn't buy that soil. And it was so important. I would have bought that soil because it was four pounds. It was cheap and cheerful. It would have come to my door full of worms and I would have ruined all my plants. I would have eaten away my plants. So it's, reviews are so important and unfortunately a company that's got shitty reviews like that no matter what they change their product into it's still going to have that shitty review there so it's really important that reviews are had a look at i don't buy anything i don't make any big purchases without reviews and participate in community events you know if all else you know go if you go to community events Go to things that are going to raise your profile in your local community, you know, whether it be charity events or organizations or sponsor a local fun run, you know, anything that's going to help bring um, view to your business is always a good thing. And bring a friend, you know, get a buy one, get one free, bring a friend along, you know, get your regulars to introduce new customers to your business. You know, for example, if you worked in a restaurant, you could offer a free entree or get a second entree for free, you know, and it attracts new customers, it attracts people to bring their friends. And, you know, happy hour specials is always a really good thing as well, especially if you're sort of in that industry. So I hope that helps. I didn't want it to get too salesy and too boring because not everybody is in sales and not everybody understands sales or wants to. So, but if you guys do have any topic that you want me to talk about or you want me to give my impression on, I'm more than happy to give it a go. Uh, you can always find me on my Instagram, just James podcast, which is just underscore James underscore podcast. And I will try and give you as much advice as I humanly possibly can on any topic you want me to. Um, you know, I'm trying to be more social sometimes, <laughs> you know, I think these days, I think sometimes we're, we can feel a little bit left out. You know, we've all been in lockdown. We've all been excluded from some things. Um, and, but, you know, sometimes I don't go to events these days. There's, you know, I have my own reasons. I'm, I'm really focusing on my fitness level at the moment. I'm really focusing on my business. Um, I'm not drinking. So I, I find it sometimes a little bit intimidating. I have to explain to people that why I'm not drinking. Um, and it actually bothers me when people ask because I just feel like I have to give an explanation and I don't really want to. So I'm not, I'm trying not to drink because I'm trying to improve my own personal health. I did a, um, body composition test and sort of looked at all the fat on my organs and my body and my, you know, BMI and, you know, my health and all of that. And I am trying to improve those levels. And I have to be realistic that the only way to do that is to pick up my gymming, stop drinking so much booze. And even if it's just for a short time, just really take care of my body for a little bit. So I'm really trying to do that. But so I'm finding socializing easier to just not do sometimes. Um, so but, you know, sometimes you do have to put yourself out there. You do have to 
drown out other people's voices and start that conversation that we don't all want to do. And, you know, I bang on about being a good listener, but being there for your friends is really, really important. Even if you don't want to socialize at the moment, and even if you don't want to be uh, an extrovert sometimes, but just listening to your friends and complimenting people and trying to get involved in things that is important to other people uh, can be really helpful. You know, even if it's just hosting like a little monthly brunch and that's it, you've done and dusted, you've been out, you've seen your, your people that you care about and picking up the phone and making a call, you know, chatting with strangers, making new friends or signing up for a class that you would never, you know, you wouldn't have done before. And sometimes recognizing that maybe we all do sometimes need a bit of help. You know, we avoid people you know, and then it becomes embarrassing because you're avoiding people. You don't want people to judge you. Sometimes if you feel a bit trapped or helpless or if you're sort of afraid of leaving your house for extended periods of time, there's so many things that we can do. And sometimes just speaking to people and speaking to your loved ones and friends is a really, really good thing. I had so many people say, thanks for the Val's advice, the Valentine's Day advice. But what about those that are anti-Valentine's Day? What about the singles? What about the ones that don't want anything to do with Valentine's Day? And my biggest suggestion is, is have an anti-Valentine's Day day then. You know, love can stink. You can have a party if you want to. And it doesn't have to be about romance. You know, send anti-Valentine's Day cards out. You don't have to send a Valentine's card day out. Just be like, hey, thanks for being a kick-ass friend on this random 14th of February day. Um, you know, create yourself a little playlist of things about being single and loving it. And like that, you know, love, is, love stinks. You could get all your friends over and have like a little photo booth. And like instead of doing like hearty things, you could be like... My dog loves me. Cupid rhymes with stupid. You know, you could do like all sorts of things that are so anti-Valentine's Day. Um, you know, have love stink balloons if you really wanted to. Um, have a anti-Valentine's Day pinata that you can all bang and smack the toys out of. Uh, you know, or hang up like snarky garlands saying like bite me and go away and things like that. Or do like sassy craft projects, you know, that, that have nothing to do with Valentine's Day. Um, you know, have little stickers like Cupid is Stupid and serve black cocktails that have nothing to do with red. You know what I mean? There's so many things you could do. Have anti-Valentine's Day cookies. Um, you can watch movies about how much love stinks. There's so many things that you could do to try and help um, your anti-Valentine's Day. So hopefully those will help. Uh, and you guys that aren't celebrating Valentine's Day, even if it's a Galentine's Day and have like a girl's brunch or something like that, that's always a great idea. Um, but yeah, so that's all. I think that's all the news I have for you this week, guys. I'm following the cutest new TikToker. Oh, I say new. She's new to me. Uh, she's called Mommy Farmer, M-O-M-M-Y Farmer, F-A-R. M-E-R. Her goat has had three baby goats. And the one is like a the little runt. He's a little oh she is a little black runt called Ruth. And she's the sweetest baby goat. And she's um the mom sadly sort of rejected feeding her. So she's bottle feeding this baby goat. And she's got three corgis, and literally these corgis are obsessed with this baby goat. But I can't stop watching this bloody baby goat. It's so freaking cute. So if you're looking for like a really cute um, TikTok, it's a great one to have a look at. It's just sort of like 
really really good one to get the heart the heart going more than anything else um but guys you know today's an opportunity to build something for tomorrow and i think let's do that let's just be fucking awesome let's just like go out there let's kick some ass this week let's be kind to ourselves be kind to our brains be kind to our hearts and be kind to our bodies you know let's get a little bit of a walk in let's have some healthy food and let's have a really really great week everybody and i can't wait to speak to you all next week goodbye they're the two best friends that anyone can have they're the two best friends that anyone can have they're the two best friends that anyone can have just james and thomas the plant